I want to do some callbacks to some things that have come up recently, and it's important that I share this information with the world so that they don't get sort of led down the wrong path. Callback number one. Yeah. In a recent episode, I discussed the concept of egg steam, specifically pouring cold water on a very hot cooking pan, uh, spe- uh, specifically a nonstick egg cooking pan, after you do that and inhaling <laughs> the steam that comes off of it. I've been informed. God, did I oh, miss like a normal, regular egg sure. steam kind? Did of thing. I miss that? Was I not there for that episode? Because that feels iconic <laughs> to me. It's possible you missed it. I don't remember. It should be noted. Yeah. Your commitment lately has been. It's been just yeah. so sad. People have informed me that both that might not be the best for me, and also maybe not the best for the pan either, um, because it'll warp the pan and maybe remove some of the Teflon on the pan, and maybe I'm inhaling Teflon and not so much egg steam. So. Maybe don't do that. I don't know for sure that that's okay. the case, but yeah. So that's that's thing A. And also, this isn't in the show. This is just as recording yeah. beforehand, and just whatever happens, true. happens. You know. Um, the other thing, as a callback, uh, people might remember many, many months ago that I bought a shitload of cereal because I was really excited oh, about yeah. it. And then I had a bout of um, <laughs> yeah. acid reflux because I kept eating cereal very late at night and then going right to sleep. Um, and yeah. then the cereal lived in my closet for a very long time. I am now on the last box of cereal. It expired in May. Oh, congrats. Oh, no. What do we, Justin, expert of cereal that is on this show, what do we think? Is it okay for me to eat the frosted mi- mini wheats that expired in May? They were still sealed. Um, I mean, no. <laughs> okay, na- no, now Ross. what do I do? The expiration, <laughs> da- okay, now normally you... You have come to somebody who's very permissive sure. about expiration dates, like because I think a lot of it's trumped up yeah. bullshit, right? But in this specific case, it's so many sure. months past the expiration date. The expiration date, like Russ, is Im- it is implicit that it is unopened. If you ripped open a box of cereal sure. and dumped it on <laughs> your counter, it's like I'll be back for you in May. Like it would be ruinous, right? They assume yeah. that it's sealed. Okay, so the follow-up question I have now is what do I do because I've been eating the May expired cereal for the last 2 days? So this is more asking for forgiveness yes. than permission situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. How bad is it? Uh, it's I I mean probably pretty if bad, makes- friend. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think less <laughs> of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Frost Frostick, and I, my name is Russ Frostick, and my name is Russ Frostick, and I buy... Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, you fly <laughs> devil. That's fine. That's fine. It sounded like he was saying Fresh Rustic. I think it's one of those... Oh, it's like an optical illusion, but for your ears. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, and just by listening, my friend, you're a member. Each week, we're going to take the latest new hot releases and dig deep, deeper than any other podcast is willing to go. Perversely deep, some may say. Those cowards. Way too deep. We're going to be elbow deep in ones and zeros, folks. This week, we are talking about a big new release on a scale that we have not experienced, I would say, for some number of months. It's Deathloop, the latest from Arcane Studios, the house behind Dishonored and 
the remake of Prey. Well, not a Arx remake. for Salas. What was that Farsalis? game called? for Salas. Fatalis? Farts, Arx for Farts, Farts, Farts for Salad? I don't remember. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Farts for Salad? That can't be right. What was the game before Dishonored? Dishonored, notably, there's a lineage here. Dishonored was, if memory serves, mm-hmm. the very first besties game of the year. I think that year. is right. Does I that, that sound That sounds right to me. Timing of that sound right. But this is, uh, this is a new... I would say there's a... Like, spiritual successor seems weird, but it definitely feels like a spiritual successor to to Dishonored. It's, from, it, it's one of them arcane mm-hmm. games. Like, it just, yeah. it's, that's what it, that's it, what it is. Well, if you like the other arcane games, this is one of them. Yes. It's a fart salad of arcane games. It's taking all the different <laughs> right. pieces, and it's, it's putting them together. Chris, do a better okay. job. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So uh, basically what the game is, is you're a dude who wakes up on some like Christopher Nolan-esque beach and you find out that maybe your ex-girlfriend is like, hey, you need to break the loop. And that's because your day is just going to repeat over and over and over again. And let me tell you, breaking that loop is probably going to involve some stealth, probably going to involve some fresh guns, probably going to involve killing lots of people. And that's that's the game. That's the game. That's the game, and we're going to talk even more about it. If Believe it or not, even more detail than that, right after this. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you've got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com besties that's mintmobile.com besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So yeah, this is a tricky game to talk about just because it, it doesn't really match up with a lot of other games. Even games that like Arcane has made, it, it still feels mm-hmm. very, very different. Um, you know, obviously the big hook of this is that there is a time loop and the end goal, which is made very clear to you early on, is that there are these eight, quote, visionaries, or like more or less bosses. And in order to end this time loop and let you escape from this hell, you need to kill all of them in a single day. And to pull that off, right. you have to follow very uh, specific steps um, to sort of know where they're going to be. You can even manipulate different characters to like make their uh, routines change so that they're in, in a different spot. And then, you know, at once you've had have everything lined up, you can have the quote one perfect day where you just go through and like you're in the right place at the right time exactly at that right moment. 
The way that you do that is through following leads, which is, I feel like, becoming a very uh, common sort of narrative I mean, it was in Forgotten City, like, almost exactly the same. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's, it's, you can't just, you you play as Cole, and you can't just, like, go through and, oh, there's a guy, I shoot him, and then I Mm -hmm. go to the next area, shoot them. Like, you have to you know, manipulate things so you put three of them in the same yeah. room and you can, you know, more efficiently get get more bang for your buck because you the the day is basically split into four segments. You have the morning, you have noon, you have afternoon, and then evening, and you can spend those four sort of chunks exploring four different parts of this island, right? So it's all about like what's the right time to be at which place uh, what are, like, here is a password that mm-hmm. I found that lets me open up a door at this one segment, and this person's here at this time of day, but I can trick them into going here at this time. So, like, aside from all the arcane stuff, which is making these builds to get around these islands and either being stealthy or super loud or coming up with all of these clever ways to kill people with these slab superpowers, it's also, like, a, a mystery yeah. game, kind of, where you are trying to figure out you are trying to equip yourself with information, which uh, is is really the yeah, key to, to I'll give like a specific example of like how you can pull this off. So there's like a scientist character, for example, who's very obsessed with a, an experiment that he's running. And if you go in the morning to his experiment and fuck it up such that like he's no longer getting the weird signal that he's been studying, He'll be frustrated, and then in the evening, he'll go to this party that otherwise he would just stay by his science experiment in the evening. So that's like a very simple example of how you can affect this stuff. But it's so multi-layered such that like you can't pull... It's not like Forgotten City where you can... If you've played the game before, you can like beat it in the first shot. I think that was the case with... um, Uh, outer wilds as well where you could play through you know if you knew exactly where to go you could beat it in one go um here you really do need to take the many steps that is required to like get the passcode to get the door to get the experiment to da 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 da, so on and so forth which takes many many loops who feels (laughs) the progression (laughs) mechanics of this game are wild and i will say to its credit it it does a great job of onboarding you mm-hmm. onto those mechanics because it is not a yeah. roguelike, right? Like when when Cole dies, yeah. which first of all, he gets to do three times before the loop actually resets. You basically get two redos. If you die, it rewinds time for you a little bit, uh, which is a very smart mechanic to w- once you start getting into the multiplayer aspect of the game, which I like, we need a minute, yeah. I think, before we further complicate this. Uh, there is a system called Residuum that allows you to save things from one loop to another, uh, things being weapons or uh, these powers which come in the form of slabs or these more passive modifiers that I can't remember. They're the called trinkets. Trinkets, yes. And which, which using those, that's how you start to get into the Dishonored-style builds yeah. of the game. And, and for, for example, there is a a blink style trinket that lets you dash forward in space, right? Which not a trinket. That's a that's tab. a slab. <laughs> uh, a, a slab, right? <laughs> right? That's uh, a slablet. That's a slablet. Uh, so, like by killing a visionary, you can get that, right? But then, if you go back and kill that visionary again, you can modify that slab with further upgrades, and then you can spend residuum to like lock that into your character, so that when you die, you keep it when you wake up. Uh, 
that that's the best I can do. I feel like at explaining like yeah. the the yeah. progression mechanics of the game because there's a fuck ton of stuff to un- unlock and like a you know a ton of different ways to kind of play through the game depending on which slabs and which weapons and trinkets and everything that you you Justin favor. I know you were a little overwhelmed or something confused mm. maybe by like how to get into it and how to quote play Deathloop what what, what was the hang up yeah. and maybe we can help you through it My experience has been so I've been playing for a few hours I got a couple of these slabs we were talking about um I think I just meta wise don't necessarily have a good sense of like the progression of the thing. So like, I'll give you an example. There are these, one of the sort of like big leads, they're called visionary leads that help you track down these people that you need to kill and maybe like help to steer them into a way that you can kill them all at once. I I killed one of the people, this guy who has his own, like basically RPG, like a Mm -hmm. LARP that he has set up in, in his home. Uh, which is cool. And I, I killed that dude and it gave me his like slab. And then it said like, you know, he met with this other person here. Maybe you should go check that out. I was like, oh, okay, well, sure. Um, so I go into that area of the world at that time of day where there's there. I have this picture that yep. shows where they met. Right. And there wasn't really like an indicator or anything of like where they would, where they met. It's just like, I have a picture and it says like they, you know, they normally met on the shore or whatever. So I like wandered around this area for like, I mean, really 45 minutes of like killing all the dudes that are there and then like finding this just throws so much at you if you're not like really focused. And there's a lot of like, you know, this is a place where Frank likes to eat poison. (laughs) (laughs) I hope nobody. And I'm like. Wait, who's Frank? It's like, yeah, anyway, this is where Frank and Benitha like to eat apples, but there's poison maybe. It'd be a shame if someone did a poison to it. And it's like, when are they doing this? Who are it's, these people? Where is so, the poison? Yeah. I don't understand. There's so much of this. And it's like every room has something like that where it's like, I hate the feeling of like, man, I've worked really hard to get to the point I'm at right now. I hope I don't have to do this again. Or like, I hope I can fully take advantage of the position that I've put myself in. And I can't tell you how many times I've like found like a secret passage that I think like, Oh, this is neat. I've like outsmarted something and gotten to this point where I'm like, okay, well I don't have whatever weird thing it wants me to have at this point at whatever switch or yeah. key or whatever. Do I do, did I do it wrong? It, do I, should I start yeah, over? Yeah. Should I die? Can I leave? I also PS I've collected so much of this residuum in this run and I don't want to die. So it's not just like a fun sort of, I don't know, let's take another loop or whatever. And in this exact area, by the way, I died in a room where a dude like locked me out and then killed yes, me with gas. I love that. And then I, lo- I lost my residuum in there and couldn't get back to it. And that's like fun. But anyway, that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Like, Yeah, you, there was a lot covered there and I want to see if I can tackle it yes please okay so i'll I'll talk about the first one because you mentioned the photographs there's a moment where you get a photograph of the couple and you're trying to find where the photograph was taken basically on this island it's actually funny that you were frustrated by that given how much you love um sherlock holmes games and like detective games because like that photograph actually gives you more than enough information to find the spot there's like ba- i'm sorry i'm calling you a little bit stupid. <laughs> there's stuff in the back going on in the background there's like a crashed plane in the background there's a, a number of a bunker like 
it's not, I'm not saying it's super easy to find, but like that's part of the game is really like using every little piece of information that they're giving you. Well, I think that what, what I'm struggling with though is like what I, I, I ended up following those clues. I just kind of like went, I happened to not go to it straight away and ended up basically walking around the entirety of the island on the coast. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did too. And then too, I got honestly. there. Um, I think what is hard is like, I also don't know. Should, I feel like I've found a lot of little things that I have no idea how they connect, but I find a lot of little things by poking mm-hmm, around sure. through the area, right? So if it's my first time in a region, I don't know the extent to which I should be like, should I be just trying to find this thing or should I like I think you're playing it right. And, I, th- yeah. I think a big part of the yeah. game is digging into the areas and like, oh, I found this little clue. Is this going to be worthwhile or not? I would say for people that like maybe don't have the patience for that, you can turn on, there are waypoints if you like go to your menu and go to your like visionary leads and you just click one of the leads, it'll just toss you waypoints, generally speaking, to where you need to go next. Yeah. And honestly, this is the one area that I like kind of wish that they trusted the player a little bit more because there are a lot of moments in Deathloop where I feel like I'm just sprinting from waypoint to waypoint. I enjoy yeah. the trip getting there and I, I think the world is gorgeous and the ne- like the writing is spectacular. The characters are really fun, but I, you know, in the enthusiasm and like excitement I got from fig- figuring out a puzzle in Outer Wilds, I don't necessarily get that same thing here because it feels like I'm a little bit being directed by the nose. And I think that yeah. that one aspect is something that I think differs from uh, uh, even Prey, which I think offered a little more. Yeah. Uh, exploration. Well, Prey didn't have the loopy, sure. the loopy That's stuff. Well, Prey DLC um, does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The thing. Thank you, Plant. Yeah. The one. Uh, the thing that Plant played and nobody else. Hey, hey, we got plenty of questions about it. I, I'm going to offer yeah. the the I guess like the Goldilocks scenario here because I feel like Justin is wanting this to be a bit more direct. Fresh is wanting it to be a little bit looser. For me, I, I am astounded by the beginning of this game. I I think it's just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, I feel like it was like, um, Crackdown meets Mega Man, uh, is, yeah. is the comparison I would make, but made by, uh, Arcane. And the way it hit for me was I had all those waypoints that, uh, Fresh talked about. There were a number of people on, uh, our Twitter who, you know, did not seem to like those. But what I liked about that is it showed me generally where I should be. And then it left it up to me to be inventive about how I went about things. Mm-hmm. And it is like such an easy win for me of, hey, is there a mansion built on a cliff? And uh, if there is, I wonder if I can go around the cliff to climb up it backwards and somehow break in through like the back entrance. And let me tell you, I did that in the first two hours of this game. Yeah. Um, that's just- that's that's. Uh, I feel like when you talk about what an arcane mm-hmm. game is, it is a game that offers you uh, a few different ways to get through any situation. But the thing that they are known for is like non-combat exploration. Like, oh, well, I could find this secret vent by turning into a rat. Right? Yeah. Like that is, that's yeah. not something that other games necessarily do it's like not magicy. it's not stealthy it's not combatty it's just like oh well the level design is as such that it has a logic to it that i bet i could figure out yeah but what i liked about this and where i bounce off of arcane games is i'm not a big stealth person i, I wish i was i like wish i i liked i admire hitman 3 for example a lot but like 
I, I'm just not that patient. Um, this game completely allows for combat. Every yeah. every time you come across characters, it is really really lenient on you creating a Far Cry uh, ca- like camp raid type of scenario on every little yeah. puzzle box mm-hmm. uh, of times that you find people. It's really nice. It has a very nice sense of like. It's not that thing of like, did I fuck up by starting a fight here? It's really like, I don't know, man. Do it stealth or do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it, so, it doesn't punish you either way. You can like bend time and teleport around. Fucking kill him if you want. To. What do we care? Yeah, and I, 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 and the combat is like fun. Like I, I really enjoyed using the various weapons. They felt really powerful. Most things are like mm-hmm. close to like one hit kills, um, especially if you headshot. Um, I don't know why I keep coming back to this thought, but it reminded me so much of Goldeneye, hmm. which is a game I don't even really like. Love going back and revisiting. I think I know why. But there, yeah, go well, ahead. Let me let me speculate. I think Goldeneye is a game that like people played when it came out nonstop, so many fucking times. Like I remember trying to unlock the cheats in Goldeneye, and to unlock the cheats, you had to beat the levels in a, under a certain amount of time. So I knew Complex so fucking well. I knew where every enemy yeah. was. I knew where every guard was. I get every camera, you name it. And because you're playing through this game and you're constantly going through the same environments, different times of day, but generally speaking, the same environments, there were moments where I was like, I would just know the path that I could sprint where no guard saw me until I got to the target that I was going for. Yeah. I, and it just feels yes. amazing. I mean, it's, it is reliving that experience in the Tom Cruise movie. I um, think... Maybe that's what I'm missing because I'm spending so long in mm-hmm. a given life or a given loop, right? That like I'm really being sure. pretty thorough and I'm not getting that sense of like repeating time. Like I'm not getting the sense of any sort of loop. Like it still feels very much like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would I would add vision, to that uh, like, and say like it's important it. you remember if you have anything that you care about, whether it's a bunch of residuum or a gun you really, really like. You can just leave. Generally speaking, you just exit the level and save anything yes. that you want. You don't need to kill someone on every map. Is there a way to get that icon back? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't because I I don't know. The exit icon nowhere. is what you're asking. I mean, I know at this I point mean, where the exits are, but that came. Yeah, I'll say this about the the level design is astonishing. It is like yeah. just bonkers good. It, it they managed to have like that kind of bioshocky every stage has its own kind of like theme but then even within each stage there's like there's like a theme park one ish thing there's one that's like an air Fo- air force hangar but then it's also kind of has a james bond i don't know inception snow area but then like interior factory thing going on like i i found it very quickly that i knew where I was, I was learning about the story from where I was, and I was just, I just found it quite beautiful. Um, I, there's, there's something, I don't know, maybe that's, again, why I keep coming back to the GoldenEye thing. There's something very simple about the geometry of it all, despite it looking dense and beautiful, that I, yeah. it just stuck in my head really easily. Yeah. So, let me, let me, because uh, I said we would talk about this later. Juliana, right? There is a whole second mode to this game where you can play as Juliana, who is uh, the aforementioned sort of foil to uh, to Colt. Uh, and when you play as Juliana, you are hunting Colt. Uh, and so when you're playing as Colt, occasionally you will get a message that says Juliana's on the hunt. 
And then all of a sudden, there's a real actual ass person in the game trying to kill you. Uh, kill you three times, potentially, depending on how many times you've used your like respawn power. Uh, but if you can manage to take Juliana out, she will drop like some dope-ass trinkets, a slab upgrade, and will also completely refresh your three bonus yep. lives. Which is fucking brilliant because for a while I turned it off. You can turn it into offline mode because I got so tired of like chasing down these leads, being like doing really, really good on a, a loop and then just getting destroyed by a Juliana who had like more upgrades and shit than I did and feeling just really demoralized by that until I realized actually if you can take the player controlled Juliana out, uh, which is not impossible. Not only will you get all of these dope upgrades and the residuum you need to keep them, it'll refresh your lives completely. So it's like not it's like nothing yeah. happened except you got all of these great upgrades. So there would be times, and for me, this is what really it's a double-edged sword because I'm sort of in the same camp as Juice, where I find chasing down these leads like a little uh un just annoying from time to time. But it's really cool when you have a loop that all you've really done on it is kill a player-controlled Juliana and get an incredible upgrade and a bunch of residuum, and you say, actually, fuck the leads right now. I'm going to go cash out, essentially, and keep all this incredible stuff that will allow me to, you know, have a little bit of an easier time next next yeah. loop. And for me, that's that, that system works so damn well, uh, and I cannot, like, there are so many versions of that that are terrible, uh, and the fact that Arcane managed to thread that, also playing as Juliana's pretty yeah, fun. It <laughs> it's pretty fun because you, if you've played as Colt enough, you know where they're going. You know where to, for instance, if you really want to be a troll about it, like where to put the proximity yeah. mines. Uh, maybe around the antenna that they have to go hack in order to open up the exit. Uh, maybe you chop a few proximity mines around that. Uh, like and you actually, it's, as it's, Juliana, you also get, so let's say the cult, a cult is being spotted by guards and being really loud. You'll get on-screen indicators exactly where that's happening. So that's your edge. Right. Right, the exactly. way that's balanced, as Juliana, you only get one life, whereas Colt gets one life. the three lives. So all of that shit is so like on paper, that shit is so smart and an execution like they nailed yeah, it. Fine. And and for me, that is that is the best. I cannot recommend enough that you leave that mode on uh, because especially once you get like one good weapon, like I got a machine gun that was pretty good and then all of a sudden i stopped losing my juliana yeah. encounters maybe she would take me down once or you know in a really rough case twice but you know juliana's only got the one life so yeah, yeah it should be noted that if, hard to... if you play offline juliana will still invade but it'll be like a bot controlled juliana who is like basically is an idiot. <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. hard to take them. Also, down. on or off, the, throughout the entire game, your character and Juliana are talking to each other. Yeah. That's where like much of the story comes from. The writing is quite good. I think Ron mentioned this last week. The voice acting is the best. Yeah, it's spectacular. It's very it's, fun. It is very, 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 very good. If you want to hear what good voice acting can be like in a video game, uh, they they found it. I was genuinely trying to think of an example of like better chemistry between two characters in a video game and i really I was struggling it. like it the back and forth well, it, between them it's, it's not just these two characters yeah, either sure. right it's uh, this world is occupied this world where no one can mm -hmm. die and they are all cognizant of the fact that they are looping and not dying to the point where like there's one segment where just like people are doing 
these like American Idol style auditions that if they fail, they get dropped into a meat grinder and they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, because I can't die. Like I just will come right back. Right. Uh, And so what you get is an island full of just fucking psychopaths who are, and uh, and sociopaths, like they can't die. So it's like they, they have changed dramatically as human beings. Uh, and But that's not just true of the like eight characters you're trying to kill. Like that's true, true of Juliana. It's true of Colt to some extent. Like everyone in this game is pretty fucked up. And it's really yeah. fun that they like made that so comprehensive i guess uh it's very cool aesthetically too i just want to mention like the the look and feel of this game is like this very cool sort of like you know i'm not an art guy first but it feels like kind of like a mm-hmm. 60s pop art mod sort of vibe yes. with um a little bit of like a tinge of grindhouse sort of sort of deal it's very yeah, cool no, it's gorgeous. one one quick note before we wrap up uh if you are thinking about playing this on ps5 versus pc you want to play right now don't play it on pc please don't play it on pc that's what i've been playing on and even with this new patch the new patch actually made it much worse for me um oh no last night i grinded on it for i don't know like three or four hours just so i could have enough to talk about but i had five full and like booted out of the game crashes and all of them came Mm. after i had like killed a boss um so ps5 version works great if you happen yeah i would have i would avoid it on pc but that speaks to how great the game is like i i really really want to be playing this right now so i i am excited for whenever they patch it it's so wild by the way that um i know we talk about this but like the fact that like if i want to play anywhere in my house the best option for that is having it on my ps5 is wild like I've been playing mainly on my PC doing like remote play through the PS5. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's like indiscernible. Um, I mean, you can also really impressive. Is it on Steam? Because you can Steam Steam Link, you know, remote play that also. I'm assuming. I don't know. I think it is. On um, Steam. Man, what a good, what a, what good a, it, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd come over there with like a little, I thought you were setting up like an alley oop. <laughs> For like fun facts, and so I decided, hey, let me get a hand <laughs> on the ball. <laughs> hey, here's here's a fact that may or may not be true, and definitely is not fun. Let me, let me just get, get up, up in, in here real quick. quick. Real quick, <laughs> um, it's cool. Like it's very cool. I yeah, I'm, I'm I don't have any desire to stop playing it. But you know what it feels like? I feel like I'm in that moment when you're reading a fantasy novel. You know what I mean? And it's like, who the fuck are any of these people? And I know from experience that two thirds into it, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. I've got the, I'm a little bit more into it now, but it's just throwing so much of the world uh, at me at once. Um, I, but I, I know that I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm sure it'll all congeal. We're gonna take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're gonna talk about more time looping games, answer your questions, whatever. I don't know. Don't tell us what to got do. got some questions for you after the break. Whoa. Whoa. Dang. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
it's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties. Now, Plant, do I have this right? You have questions for them? Got questions for them. Uh, some people on the, this website, twitter.com, maybe you should never visit it. Uh, they're always like, hey, besties, how do I keep your show going? I've noticed this trend of when things seem good, you disappear forever. Um, and to that I say, a survey. <laughs> That's the answer. We have a survey for you to fill out. Um, and it's just like a, a little bit of info. I would say demographics info uh, that helps us keep the show going. And you can do the survey. I'm going to say it once, but then you can just go to our Twitter page. It's bit.ly forward slash survey besties. That's one word right there. And you go there, you fill it out. I think it's 20 questions. It takes like a couple minutes. Uh, it's they're all totally anonymous for what it's worth. Totally anonymous, yeah. Or you could go to uh, uh, the the Besties Pod on Twitter. That's that's our address, right? Yeah. Yep. And in and I'll make it the pin tweet, so uh, so you can get it right there. But yeah, if if you have time, it's super appreciated if you can fill that up for us. The other things you can always do, which you can do anytime, you know, leaving a review, sharing it with friends and family, helps a lot. So that's that. 
now we have a real B segment. Fresh, do you want to kick that off? Yeah, I, obviously this trend, and we talked about Forgotten City in the at the beginning of the show a little bit. This is this trend is not going away. Um, and I wanted to see well, time you, loop time loop time, games specifically time loop games that acknowledge that they are time looping and like integrate that into the narrative has yeah. only increased. There's like four or five the last year that I can think of. So I, I want to ask you guys, what are your favorite time looping games? I mean, do they have to be modern? No, no, no. Not, any any time. Oh, okay. Uh, Majora's Mask for sure. I think Majora's Mask is a tough one to tough one to beat just because. It it does so many of these things that these games mm-hmm. do, right? Like you have the bomber's notebook, which was the that's what your leads are. Uh, there's so much mechanical stuff, so much like also great and heavy storytelling in a way that I don't know that a Zelda game has done again. I, I'm a big Majora's Mask apologist, uh, but I think you know even if you despise the game, you can't deny the fact that a lot of the stuff these games are doing these days has roots in this what 20 year old maybe not 20 year old video game but pretty old video game um so yeah yeah it feels i talked a little bit about this last week in the ron episode i think these days the the reason they've sort of come up about is narrative is something that you can really flesh out um with relatively small teams it can be, be a ton of work obviously an incredible you know Hades jumps to mind as a game that is like so packed full of narrative in terms of developing tons and tons of levels that can be a real major resource sink that can require teams of dozens if not hundreds of people so i think people have been leaning on this as a way to tell really interesting stories without needing these enormous teams now obviously arcane that's a pretty big studio so Right. But they but they've sunk their time into, you know, in addition to creating these four areas, each of the areas has multiple time frames that you're in. You know, there's this multiplayer uh, functionality that we talked about. So it's interesting to see how this concept is sort of scaling. Um, Returnal is another example of a game that like constantly acknowledges that you're time looping. Um, I'm into it. I, I think it's I'd rather that than I'm just going to play through 12 levels of whatever cod and never think about the sixth level or seventh level again because that's just like such a resource thing uh it's it's crazy to me like how much time and effort gets put into like an uncharted experience that you only play once right i think that the insta uh, first off i want to highlight one of my favorites the sexy brutal mm, yeah great one if you haven't played oh, that yeah mm. that one uh came out in 2007 uh or 2017 rather um it's I, the story's too complex to get into it, but basically murder mystery time loop kind of deal. Uh, it's very, very good. If you have not played it, I, this is the game, number one game that I get tweets like, thank you for recommending this because I wouldn't have found it otherwise. And I loved it. So trust me on this one. If, you, if that sounds interesting and I'll check it out. I would make the argument that this genre, this sub genre mm-hmm. was kickstarted by the success of Dark Souls. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could f- fully see that. Yeah, I think that what you saw is people looking at that and thinking like, well, this is cool from a mechanics perspective. How do we layer like narrative onto it and keep this satisfying sense of I'm progressing by getting good at the thing and mm. replaying it over and over again? And I feel like it it is a nar- it like lends itself narratively to that very well. Um, and and I would ar- make the argument that like it that's what opened the door to this mechanic being something that's like 
uh, being leaned on a lot yep. is is Dark Souls. And what's so fascinating about Deathloop, and I think what makes it work so well, is it's doing both things, where in Dark Souls is a very mechanically loopy game, right? Where that, that loop of, oh shit, I need to get to a fucking bonfire and cash out right now. Deathloop does that, but it also does it the, the narrative looping thing also. And the way that it kind of plays with both of those intentions yeah. is, is is where its strength lies. Y'all are leaving out the greatest of all time. Oh? Just, What's that? Oh, yeah. Outer Wilds. Outer yeah, Wilds I was going to say. Outer Wilds is the greatest oh, yeah, for time sure. loop game yeah, of Outer all Wilds time. And then I would say, like, close second place, Elsinore. Where's that one? Nobody I have talked not about played that. that. Look, at all, look at all of you. I feel... I actually feel like this would be like Deathloop would uh, my experience would be improved if it was a little bit more like Outer Wilds in the sense that the limits seem so small yeah. at first and you're opening up possibility. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're it's an expansion of the possibility sphere rather than I feel like Deathloop really That's drops so you funny. in the middle of that. Because, I, I really uh, yeah. wanted you to be like I would like Deathloop more if it was more like Elsinore. Yeah, what the hell is Elsinore? Just- <laughs> It's it's just uh, it's Hamlet in a time loop, and you play as Ophelia. It's very. It does good. not end well it's for very, her. Yeah, well, well that's, I that's with the time loop point. Hours. That's the point yeah. of the game. Yeah, you, Justin, you really should play this game. I think you would really, mm. really like this game. I, I, I do uh, think you mentioned Outer Wilds. I do think it's important. You know, Outer Wilds just came out. What is it? Two or three years ago. But that game was in like the IGF awards. Or I know, like, and in the space of like the development uh, world for like four or five or maybe even six years. So I know that it was like churning through developers' heads for a long time. And I really do think mm-hmm. this new era is very much informed by that game. Did you know there's DLC for Outer Wilds coming out next week? Yeah, that's fucking wild. Like that game. That game is so perfect. Like narratively and mechanically, mm, the yeah. idea of now let's throw some more shit on there is like absolute uh, hubris. It seems like a lot of people had a lot of very well-founded problems with that game. I don't remember that. I don't remember to that at all. Extent. I remember that I perfectly. Remember that. Hey, v- very quick question: What about Quantum <laughs> Break? Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into reader mail, but I want I want to get a question here that uh, that ties to this first. Uh, this one's from Eric. Of the recent batch of time loop games, which do you think have addressed the idea the best from a narrative thematic standpoint? I mean, I think Deathloop, I think, is my favorite of recent stuff. I like. I think that the way that it is, it is thematically attaching it is actually very sneaky. It's it's like a very sort of like mm. be careful what you wish for idea of like how are we perverted when consequence is yeah removed like how are we yes corrupted and i'll, by the I'll lack say of that like and that's like it's an interesting thematic question they only lean into that more as the game progresses so th- it really is a huge huge part of the game so i i totally agree um i i mean for me it's out like once you learn about like I I can't forget about like the when I first learned about like the Ash Twin project in Outer Wilds and like the reason why that game sets up this like wild interstellar mystery that just seems like oh well this there's there's no way they're going to resolve this uh, and then they resolve everything in excruciating detail like I don't yeah know I any I agree I th- I thought by that. recent we meant this year just because there have been so oh, many this year but uh, then then uh, Overboard. <laughs> I think Overboard oh, is pretty yeah, spectacular. Yeah, Overboard. Overboard's does it does not messing with it really thematically that much. It, but it is like mechanically uh, a fantastic dilution yeah, of that. Game rules. Um, 
very quick, and I, I guess I'm the only person to answer this. Fresh, maybe you can talk about it a little. Uh, a couple people, Andrew and Simon, both asked how the game compares, how Deathloop compares to Prey Moon Crash. Um, if you want Deathloop with all of the like uh, the help turned off and uh, kind of inverted almost where like Deathloop is about collecting all of the powers from different people Mooncrash is about being different people and, and using different builds um, that that's Mooncrash. Mooncrash is much 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 more of a roguelike than Deathloop yes. is and it's worth noting though both games are made by Arcane Mooncrash was made by a team in Austin, Texas mm-hmm. uh, Deathloop was made by a team in Lyon, France. So I'm sure that they were communicating, but they are different teams. Yeah. Um, Do we know what the Austin studio is they're working work- on in ways that we can talk about? They're it working on Redfall now, yeah, which has already been announced. Game. Oh, that's right. Fuck, that looks good. That's a vampire, yeah. a grindhousey vampire left for dead looking. Yeah, type it looks game, wild. Right? Yeah, looks yeah. Good. I'm just happy that. I mean, I don't know about that game. But my fear with Deathloop, and I guess after Dishonored 2 didn't pop quite the way I think people hoped it would, and neither did Prey, like, that that was the end of the immersive sim uh, for another, yeah. you know, decade. And Deathloop feels like a really good compromise of still having the immersive sim thing, but in a game that I think moves a little faster, and I hope will, like, click with an audience. Last I've heard the numbers, did. sales numbers for Deathloop have been very strong, so I think good. it's doing well. That's that. That's really cool. Immersive Sims a weird name. Yeah, I don't know that that's what I, I get call it. I know it's what we all agreed on, but it's like it's I mean, very all weird. video game genre names are they're weird. Are yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 man, I can't wait to get another. Yeah, action let's not adventure. talk about Metroidvania or roguelike. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's all pretty you bad. Want to play uh, a Metroidvania? No. <laughs> hey, here's the next question. Um, this one is a question from Thunder Dan. Um, if the besties were stuck in a loop, who would be cognizant of each new day? And what would the others there, uh, the other three be doing on repeat for eternity? I would not be cognizant, but I would be the first one to be convinced that we are stuck in a loop. Like if, if plant was the one that was looping, I think it would take very little like evidence to to like get me on board with oh okay it's a Ru- loop. russ would like believe that we're in a loop but i mean i am it. like i'm in a loop every single day for the last two years so yeah, yeah. you got a newborn baby right, like you're yeah. in the f- you are in the fucking loop yeah you're in the death you're in the, <laughs> you're in the birth loop, loop. <laughs> um hey do y'all want to talk about some honorable mentions um i'll bring up real quick uh i have some buddies that are still playing destiny 2 uh including travis who's like been getting real into it uh and i haven't i missed like two seasons that's how they break that game down now are these uh every year has four seasons oh god you don't need me to tell you that every year has four seasons but that's how they also break down destiny too um (laughs) i played so much of this game and then i missed the i think season of the splicer and season of i don't know the cabal theme season and i came back to it and that shit is unrecognizable (laughs) uh like there's a whole new social area that you play in called the helm and uh, the way that you like access quests and stuff, I feel like, is totally different. And there's a like a a new like aesthetic uh, armor modification system that, it, and like a bunch of new exotics and all this stuff. Uh, and so I've been banging my head against it, but I also feel like I don't. I used to know what to be doing. 
Yeah, on you don't this game. know what gear to bring. You have no idea what you're doing. Right. I will say to its credit, like I've just been kind of playing it and doing what has been fun and leveling up. Like, which I guess is what you want from a video game, but it is so <laughs> antithetical to how I'm used to playing Destiny, which is like, tell me the one activity I need to do and the three weapons I'm supposed to use to do it. <laughs> and that's like, that's not immediately apparent anymore. So like, yeah. I feel like it has improved. And that's what I've heard from all my friends who are still playing it. And I'm trying to like figure out the not, monotonous and boring way to play the game that I am kind of used to. So I've been I have been enjoying it, but I also feel like I am playing it wrong even though I don't actually think that I think that I am. Um but yeah, it's it's uh it's I've been having fun with it, not playing it in the like intense and obsessive way that I am used to playing Destiny. So um I started playing Eastward. I think we're going to maybe talk about it more next When week. are we going to talk about Eastward? <laughs> i feel like we need to have a, t- a t- i feel like there needs to be a discussion but i don't know when is the right time or i think next week yeah maybe we'll talk more about it next week i i I'll, I'll say this i really can't think of a more stunningly gorgeous pixel art game in the recent most beautiful memory. it's yes unbelievably gorgeous production wise the best like yeah. music is is remarkable and the art the and animation is, are, is incredible the yeah. cutscenes are too long yeah we'll talk more about it i'm playing it on switch i'm still extremely early i'm still in chapter one so like very very early but um definitely a very interesting game and worth uh keeping an eye on especially if yeah. you dig games like earthbound and stuff like that yep anyone else what are you playing nothing nothing it's just this just this oh, the game of life, right? Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Just Deathloop. It's yeah. been good. Though. I mean, hey, what is uh, the game of life but one giant Deathloop? Has anyone be else been playing World Flipper? And I say else knowing what? that I've only played like 10 minutes of it. No, oh, I haven't God. even it's, heard it's, of World Flipper. No. It's an iOS gotcha game that Uh-oh. is a okay. pin, pinball. It's a pinball RPG. Mm-hmm. What, what are you I've, summoning? If uh, it balls? If it's a uh, I mean, game? you're summoning characters and weapons. Like your pinball is a team of heroes that have different <laughs> abilities that bounce between. It's it, a lot of people are talking about it, and I played through the tutorial and played a couple levels, and then got into like the gotcha hook of it, and I was Uh-oh. like, I'm I'm okay. Griffin, but I, no. I also think it's a rad free you know free game that is worth checking out. Well, it's free until it's not, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, <laughs> I, I do have I do have a recommendation that I can talk about really quick. Uh, hey, if people like Deathloop and all these loopy games that we've been talking about, you should read the seven and a half deaths, the seven and a half, that's how you say it, deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Um, I am not even close to the first person to say this, but there's an article about it on Polygon. There's one on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. I think Eurogamer did an interview with the author like three years ago. Um, but it is a great picture. Are you ready for this? Murder mystery roguelike. What? 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 But it's a book? But it's a book. And it's like, yeah. the, the, when I read it, I was like, I read it years ago and I was like, man, this sure feels like it was influenced by video games, despite being like very Agatha Christie. Read an interview with the uh, the writer. Turns out wasn't a bit, he, he's a big gamer. He's a big gamer. Mm. Yeah. It's fan, It's absolutely like one of the, the Travis turned me on to it. I, I think it's one of the best it's real good for for you like turns like raw entertainment um Stuart turton the author of that also did a follow-up called the devil in the dark Ooh. water um which is uh fan the plan if you haven't read it it's fan fantastic basically uh 
a Sherlock Holmes type and a Watson type are on a boat and uh, Sherlock Holmes is accused of murder and locked in the brig. And it's up to the Watson to uh, free him using his limited <laughs> skill set uh, to solve the, to solve the case. It's and, and there's like supernatural elements and everything. It's fantastic. Um, it's great. Books. <laughs> Check them out. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. You're do. You want to thank some people? More podcasts? Yeah, oh, I wanted God. to thank a few people who have written. Felt, I felt, if we're not done, why am I so tired of <laughs> podcasting, you know? Uh, thanks to these people who have written reviews on Apple Podcasts, RenRen512, Chie Fan Club, Gaff Gak, Hyper Driven Human, and Steph Beth. Thank you to everyone uh, in addition to those five. Fun names in there. I know, fun names. Some fun um, names. Thank you to everyone who's written reviews. We really appreciate it. We talked about a lot of games uh, today. I'm going to try to do everything. Deathloop. We talked about a bunch of time-looping games like Majora's Mask, Outer Wild, Elsinore. Um, uh, and y'all have been playing Eastward, Destiny 2, World Flipper. I mentioned Cruise and Blast very briefly. And books, The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. And what's the name of that book that I need to go read now, Hoops? Devil in, in the Dark, dark water. water. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. Um, next week, we're going to talk about hidden gems of this holiday season. Y'all, there are a lot of games out there that people, uh, just looking right over and we're going to, we're going to just dig them up. We're going to hold them in front of your eyes. We're going to say, play these games. And these then, are not the call of duties of the world. <laughs> no, these aren't your, your mama's call of duties. Um, also it's like our 200th episode at some point. Yeah, but- now, we missed at it. some point in there. It's yeah. very clear that we missed it. It happened maybe two episodes ago, and we forgot to count because our numbers are a little bit weird. So we're just going to say next week is our 200th episode. Yes. So to celebrate, we're going to go through our favorite hidden gems of the last 200 episodes. So if you you know join during, I don't know, the Spotify era or the post-Spotify era, and you're like, I don't want to go back and listen to all those podcasts. That's a lot of podcasts. Well, we'll let you know what are some of the games that we really loved from back in the day. I mean, we're talking like 2012, long time ago. Uh, You know what? I could say Kentucky Route Zero, and you wouldn't even know which year I'm talking about. Could be any of them. (laughs) True. (laughs) It would span about eight years. So how long have we been doing this fucking podcast? Ten years. Since like the beginning of Polygon. Yeah, we're going to have a 10-year anniversary in uh, uh, early next year. Something special. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, and I would like to know, actually, if there, if there's, like, hidden gems that we've helped you uncover that have become important to you. We mentioned uh, Sexy Brutal, but if there's others like that, I'd love to to know. So we can resurface them yet again for a new generation of podcast listeners. Um, thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you have enjoyed yourself, and we hope that you'll join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.